This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. Joining me this week, two rough and tumble teens waiting for a scuffle behind the milkshake parlor, Brian Murray. <laughs> Give me your lunch money. <laughs> Kate Scotchless. This is all I have. <laughs> Wait, who's fighting who? <laughs> Oh, this is episode this is episode 293 of I Read Comic Books. I'm so very excited to be talking about comic books this week with Brian and Kate. So let's just get right into things. Oh, I guess before we get started, I should say we do have a hangout coming out on August 21st, 2021. If you want to come hang and chat with us on Discord, you can do that at ircbpodcast.com slash Discord. And then you can join us on the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to just do this talk show style thing that we do for a few hours. Um, it's really, really fun. And we always... Uh, have a riot during that time and also i want to say because it's episode 293 if you start to count in your head you'll notice that episode 300 is coming we've got some pretty big plans coming so i hope you are excited stick around continue listening to ircb we really appreciate it uh i just wanted to let everybody know just when you count upwards you eventually hit milestones we're about to hit one i'm very excited so let's get into comics let's talk about what we usually do every single week and i have to ask two questions to do that and that is how have you been how have comic books been Let's start with you, Brian. I've been pretty good. I'm I'm still kind of like shaking off the dust from our, our month off, but I did manage to hop on Hoopla and find some good stuff to read. Nice. Yeah, I also read Department of Truth, Volume 1. Uh, this is written by James Tiny in the Fourth, with art by Martin Simmons and letters by Aditya Bidikar. So this book gets a lot of praise. Uh-oh. I don't <laughs> like it very much. Uh <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm certainly not saying that it's it's not good. It is like very well executed. I simply do not enjoy it. Okay, okay. I think that maybe if there wasn't such like a real thread of there's no real no such thing as real truth, then like if that wasn't such a thing in the real world, I might appreciate mm-hmm. this book more. Sure, but I I see what they're trying to do with it. And I respect it. I just don't think I'm going to read volume two. Okay. The art is also, again, like very good. And I don't like it at all for a comic. Okay. Well, the, you know, it's interesting because I, th- this is a book I really love. I'm sure that you've heard me say that many times on the show. But at the same time, I can completely understand why this might not be any someone's bag. Because I think Martin Simmons as a creator is or excuse me martin simmons as an artist is a very jarring artist like his style definitely not for everyone reminds me a lot of i don't know like bill sinkevich when he goes really really out there um and there's there's a couple of other artists too that nick compared uh simmons's art to the the cover artist who did a lot of the sandman stuff way back in the day yeah so yeah i I can definitely feel like how just looking at that it's a bit much like every single page is a lot to take in not just like that there's a lot on the page to look at but it's just a very vibrant everything so i definitely can get why the the art would turn you off but and the story i don't know i for some reason just want to be scared and i love this book so (laughs) not going to try to convince you to keep reading it but i will say the second arc is probably my the favorite bits so far yeah so that is also on my list i actually already checked it out from hoopla because of mike's recommendation and so it'll be interesting to see uh who whose side i end up on in terms of this but it sounds slightly like stylistic in a way that it isn't for everyone. Yeah. And like I said, it's very cool. And I feel like I would love like a, a Martin Simmons art book uh-huh. where I just 
have those illustrations that I can look at. Sure. But trying to trying to follow a narrative through that art when everything is so and again, like I I know why they're doing it. Like it's it's everything is very muddy and subjective, just like reality is in the the narrative of the book. It just doesn't personally work for me as a way to experience a narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have certain stylized art forms in comics that I am like, I get that the, you're talented and this is your thing and this is cool. It just doesn't appeal to me and I have a hard time following it. But yeah, I guess uh, the, the only thing I, I will say is, I mean, if the first arc didn't sell you, then I, I don't know what to tell you. That's totally fine. But the second arc has a bunch of Bigfoot stuff and it's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will t- I will talk about it in, in a minute. But I guess, Kate, for you... um. How have you been? How have comic books been? I've been good. I got to go up to Sleeping Bear Dunes National Park uh, for a few days doing exclusively outdoor stuff. I'm not about getting that Delta variant, but it was really cool. Watched a lot of cool trails, uh, saw some beach, sat on beach, you know, all the fun <laughs> stuff and have since returned to my normal life a few days ago. And it has made all the trail walking I do around here feel like oh, this used to be really like pretty and gorgeous to me. But now now I know what it could be, you know. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I've been doing a fair amount of reading. I have been continued uh, since last we spoke on the podcast with my OGN from the library kick as like the library is one of the few places I can go in person still. In fact, it's the only place I can go in person in public Mm -hmm. uh, other than like doctor's offices. So I continue to put things on hold and pick them up like that. And I this week read The Witch Boy by Molly Ostertag, which is the first OGN in a series of three. I don't know if it's supposed to be more like if it's continuing or not. Um, I should have checked on that before the show. But right now there's three volumes. And I waited for this on hold for roughly a thousand years, um, which I think is actually about a month. But like... Uh It is one of those books that are my local library. Um, it's like a middle grade. So it's from the kids section. There are certain kids graphic novels that you like just can't get your hands on for like a month or two or five. So like this one and then the other one was Snapdragon. I finally got in on hold. I haven't read it mm-hmm. yet, but these apparently are real popular with the youth. Uh, so I guess you'd say that I've become <laughs> like very hip and in touch. Yes. But this one, if you guys haven't heard of it, it even came out a few years ago when it was pretty popular. So um, most of you probably have. But it's about a 13-year-old boy in a family of uh, folks with supernatural powers where the girls do witchcraft and the boys become shapeshifters and fight demons. But this is 13-year-old boy that wants to do witchcraft and is talented at witchcraft, even though he's not supposed to and everyone it's very much an allegory for being um queer or trans and it's really well Mm. done i mean it's very predictable in be in the way that these middle grade novels are usually like especially when there's like a point to it it's not like his family was gonna in the end reject him and force and he was gonna like (laughs) go be a shape-shifting boy and hunt demons the rest of his life like it's it's pretty clear what's gonna happen but in a sweet way that made me instantly put the next volume on hold you know um Mm -hmm. and i like her art style and storytelling style and like there's characters that you really like even though it's predictable she's so good at writing characters that like you care about and feel real like with their dialogue and expressive you know facial art and stuff um Mm -hmm. 
and then I'm also reading, I'm in the middle of it. So like if something terrible happens at the end of this book, don't blame me. Don't be like, Kate, you told me this would be heartwarming and wonderful. And then you ruin my life. Um, I don't know yet. I'm like halfway through Cody by Jared Clume, <laughs> but I'm fairly confident that you'll be okay because again, this is middle grade and they don't like to break our hearts quite as much as the adult ones. I mean, some, some of these books do try to teach kids about like the harshness of life. They do, uh, <laughs> but it's like, so here's the thing early in the pandemic, I was like getting like caught up with all the like adult OGNs that I wanted to read. And so many sure. of them are so depressing. It's just like, here's a mm. memoir of my tragic childhood or like, here's, Here's the thing about real life and how awful humans are. And the real monster is man. You and guys that's like where, serial killers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's where I like ended up. Um, not that I'm not reading any of those right now. Like I definitely still have some in the rotation, but like mm -hmm. doing a lot more like catching up on middle grade. The other thing is one of my friends here is a middle school librarian who keeps throwing like really good recommendations my way. Uh, and then I read them and she's always right. So like, she's like, you should read The Witch Boy. And I'm like, God damn, I should. Uh, so Cody is beautiful. Cody is watercolor art, which you know I'm a sucker for the watercolor comics. Like, uh, it gets me every time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's about a girl, a little girl who's living with her grandma in the summer in a cottage in Alaska. And like, just from that, the aesthetics and the watercolor in the house, like, I just want to live in this comic. It's so beautiful. And then she comes across an injured bear. And so naturally, she like helps it and befriends it because this is middle grade. And then they get separated because she has to return home to Seattle. And Cody, the bear, uh, has to do whatever it takes to reunite with his fragile human friend. And it's very like it's stylized where she's like maybe a 120th the size of this bear it's just so beautiful. I even if the story wasn't good, which so far it is, mm -hmm. I would still love this comic just for how gorgeous it is. And with the landscapes and just like, oh, it's so good. How about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I sorry. I was I was furiously Googling something because I knew I had seen stuff from Molly Ostertag before and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I saw that uh, Fur in the chat was saying the girl from the sea um, was a solid book by her, uh, but I I knew for, like their art from something else, and it was actually from Strong Female Protagonist, which is like a two volume series. Yeah, strangely enough, written by Brennan Lee Mulligan, mm -hmm. which like I didn't know. Uh, I didn't like it very much, but I liked the art okay. Uh, I, but I, of course, I don't remember when I read that book, so I feel like I must have read it in like a bad place, or I I just have this weird feeling in my head about it. But I like their art, so I don't know. Um, Anyways, I let me just talk about some comics that I read because let's talk about some things that are very weird that a lot of people don't like. Okay. Uh, and I think that would be the Mega Hex series. This is by Simon Hanselman. Uh, I read three volumes of this series because I can't stop reading it because it's just it's like watching a car crash over and over and no. over, watching just something <laughs> oh, no. awful happen, like a natural disaster that no one can stop. Um, I read Megan Mog in Amsterdam. I read One More Year and I read Bad Gateway. And these all take place like in this mega hex world. Uh, the idea is Megan Mog are a witch and a cat who are dating. They're living together with their friend Owl. 
Megan Mog watch a lot of TV and smoke a ton of pot. And when they're not doing that, they're drinking. And when they're not doing that, they're doing other drugs. And when and they hang out with their friend Werewolf Jones, who's even worse than them. Uh, there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of vomiting. The story is about like being depressed and living in a life where you have no living a life where you have no drive and you are unsuccessful because of your laziness and you constantly are doing all the wrong things because you don't care about yourself or anyone around you. It's really it's a really mean comic, like in in the sense that all the characters are really mean to each other. There's like a lot of what I call fuck you comedy in this book where you see people doing bad things or treating others badly and for me there's something really funny in that um okay. I, don't know what, okay. I, I don't i don't uh-huh. know what that says about me it's it's one of those things where you're watching someone do something so bad you're like i'm glad that this isn't me and i'm i would never do this but it's interesting to see play out and because it's fiction it feels like there's an innocence to it i don't know i don't know how to describe it this series is very like it's not nice. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like between each volumes, there's, there's a lot of, there's a story that happens, but it's also a series of strips. So like, if you go and preview this book, like on comiXology or something, uh, you'll see that it's, there's this bright green witch character and there's this cute little cat, but they are, you know, telling each other to fuck off or having sex with each other. uh, Or like, it is, it is an absurd comic. I mean, there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of drugs. It's all very casual. It's all very depressing and dark, at, but very funny at the same time in some ways. Some of it's very like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing I've ever read. Like the last volume that I read, Bad Gateway, has an ending that I was like, oh, this is how you're going to end it, Hanselman. This is really fucking me up. Uh, but the other, other bits are funny um, where you just see people do bad things. And it's kind of funny in that regard. I don't know uh i guess when i say bad things i mean like i don't know it's funny to watch people be mean to each other it's the, for the, it's, sake the of it. it's always sunny in philadelphia effect yes yes thank you thank you exactly that um so yeah it's it's really weird but hanselman's art is is very pretty in a lot of ways it's, it's simple it's cartoony it very much feels like what you would expect out of a strip comic um and this is uh all of the mega hex books are a series of like one to 30 page stories that take place in the same universe of just like stories about Megan Mog or Megan Mog and their friend owl or werewolf Jones or Dracula jr. Or wizard Mike, like all of these weird characters that work together in this world um, where everyone's just kind of doing drugs and working dead end jobs just for the sake of getting by so they can get more drugs. Um, Yeah. So ultimately I don't know if I'd recommend this to anyone. I wouldn't I wouldn't say, hey, you would you would like this. Um, I think if you want to try something that's very, very independent and kind of odd and out there, that's very dark um, and raw, because I think that there is some heart to like these characters and it is very small, but there is some heart to a handful of these characters. And uh, it's it's a really interesting book, but I find it to be extremely addicting. I read three volumes in 24 hours and this is like 200 plus pages each. So, yeah, I read that. I don't recommend it, but you should all read it at the same time <laughs> uh the other thing i want to talk about really quick is department of truth number 11 uh i know brian you said you weren't a fan but uh i feel like issue number 11 is the best issue of the series by a long shot um i know that a lot of people who read tinian's books in general are really not a fan of his prose that he's just dropping into a lot of his comics like he did it in Nice House on the Lake very recently. He's been doing it in Department of Truth. Uh, I feel like the stuff in Nice House on the Lake is is tough to follow because we don't know the characters. Whereas Department of Truth 
is a series of journal entries from a character. And I don't think that you could have done the story that Tinian was trying to do in this this arc without having these kinds of journal pages about someone trying to discover Bigfoot um, because the whole arc is about Bigfoot, which I absolutely love. So yeah, I, I thought it was amazing, like the best issue of the series so far. And the ending was superb, absolutely top notch, wonderful, hitting the nail on the head. Everything that he promised you in the first four or five issues played out in such a beautiful way. Um, I was a big fan of it. Danny in the chat is saying life hacks, skip the pros. Danny, if you skip the pros in this book, I'm going to come for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get in the car and I'm gonna start driving towards wherever you live, and it's gonna be a problem. I'm gonna break your fucking knees, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last <laughs> last thing I want to say uh, is I read I uh, started this journey on uh, a new series that I'm going to be reading because I finished um, I finished all of uh, Demon Slayer and I finished all of what was the last book I was reading Demon Slayer I guess was the big one that I finished last I'm going to be reading Jujutsu Kaisen at, because everyone on the internet that I follow that's into manga seems to like this series. And so I read the 0.01 to 0.04, like the zero chapter. And then I read chapters one through three. Uh, I didn't know why I had to read zero through 0.1 to 0.4. The zero chapter made no sense in context with issues one through three. But it turns out that I'm just a dummy. And the Shonen Jump app uh, just puts those first, even though they weren't technically supposed to be the first thing you read. So anyways, I I read the first uh, three chapters, which is the most important here. Um, This is by... I, I, I'm going to murder this first name. Is it Gage? Gage? Uh, Akutami? Gage? Gage Akutami, maybe? The, the story synopsis is, boy eats cursed finger. Boy becomes the, quote, only person in 1,000 years who could have done it. Um, there's a high school. It's called the Jujutsu High School. Uh, there up, are demons up. that are uh, called finger? curses. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, there's a loose definition or power set of these demons that are also known as curses. Uh, yeah. I, the first volume is about there's a, so a bunch of curses at this school. Uh, this this person shows up. He says, hey, I'm here to kill these curses or something. Uh, there's a cursed item here. And his buddy's like, this, this other character in the school is like, oh, yeah, some of my friends said that they had a cursed item. And they, the guy's like, what do you mean? You take me to them. And then they find the people. And they're like, oh, yeah, we unwrapped it. It was gross. And then it turns out it was a finger of this cursed demon from a thousand years ago. And so the end of the first chapter is this kid goes, well, I'll get rid of it. And he just fucking eats it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do this. This is really stupid. Um, and that's pretty much the definition of this whole series. It's really stupid, but it's very fun. Uh, and the first three chapters are great in terms of just dumb shonen manga. And I'm all about that. And it's funny because last week we read, uh, we talked about um, Hell Warden Haguma, uh, which is Renee's pick for the Goodreads Reading Challenge. And I feel like this is the exact same kind of book. And I don't understand why that one failed when this one is succeeding. But um, yeah, there it's it's fun, it's fun and dumb, and I I think it's really cool. I haven't gotten into like the the hand motion thing that I think makes this series unique, but um, I'm excited to get there, and it's it's just cool little shonen book. So yeah, that's me. Let's uh let's dig into comics that are coming out in the upcoming week. Comics are dropping on August 11th, 2021. What are you both excited for this week? Uh, let's start with you, Kate. Well. You mentioned our Goodreads challenge and it reminds me that I really need to get back to pulling books for that and reading them mm. um, and yeah. want to do that. So uh, add that to my list. But otherwise, um, I'm excited for a graphic no- novel coming out called Did You Hear What Eddie Jean? Yeah. Did you hear what Eddie Gain or Gain? Okay. Did you hear what Eddie Gain done? Um, it is a nonfiction uh, graphic novel 
about um, the Gain family and what led to the creation of the necrophile who haunted the dreams of 1950s America. Sorry, Danny, uh, who is in the chat <laughs> saying that he doesn't want anything dark and depressing. Um, but it inspired a lot of our now like classic uh, horror films like Psycho, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Silence of the Lambs. And mm -hmm. apparently um, they just did a ton of research and I don't know, this stuff is really interesting, uh, horrifying. We'll see how gory it is. They're, the the If they lean too hard into the necrophile stuff, I'm probably ducking out. Uh, but sure. this is a team that like, okay, hold on. It's Yeah, I missed a person. Eric Powell and Harold Schechter are the mm -hmm. author and artist. Um, but it's a team that has like won Eisner's. So I feel like it'll be pretty good. It is definitely like one of those uh, guilty pleasures where I always feel like uh, we shouldn't be fascinated by this stuff. But here we are. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for this book, if only because I think it's really interesting that someone is doing a book about Ed Gein and that is like or Ed Gein. And that's like disgusting. But I think that Eric Powell, I, I'm hoping that based on the just, just summary that you can find on Amazon, that they do it in like a really careful, like documentary style way the same way that uh, like Durf Backdurf did uh, yeah. has done some of his stuff. Like his Kent State book is very, very pointed. My friend Dahmer is my favorite one in this vein of OGNs about true crime mm -hmm. for sure. Mm hmm. But I'm jazzed for it. I also have the next volume of Witch Boy sitting here for my library that I picked up yesterday. So if it is too heart wrenching and horrifying, I do have that palate cleanser to just like wash over myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and finish Cody, obviously. Yeah. How about you guys? So my pick for this week, uh, it's a, a mini series that I've been reading. It's Spider-Man Spider's Shadow. And issue number five is coming out this week. Uh if you haven't been following the series, uh, I do think it's really cool. Um, it's sort of the story of what if when Peter Parker came back with the Venom symbiote, uh, what if he had embraced it a little more? And what if the villains had just pushed him a little harder while he had that dark influence in his head? What might have happened? So it's a story of him basically becoming Venom and beginning to cut a bloody swath through spider-man's villains what uh, <laughs> until they all uh they all band together to try and stop him with the help of J. jonah jameson um and am i picking up this just this value or this issue what the hell <laughs> uh well that's not all that happened before issue five so oh okay uh it, yeah like i said it's a five issue miniseries so this is the finale so i'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Uh, this was written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Pasquale Ferry, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, and letters by Joe Carmagna. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I, I know the temptation of like, what if good character but bad uh -huh. is like a thing that gets done so often, but this one is done really well. It also features the Fantastic Four quite a bit more than I thought it would um, hmm. because, you know, Peter Peter goes to the, the Baxter building for help when he's got this whole alien parasite thing he's dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, so I, th I think the, the last thing we saw was like a, uh, a venom infected Reed Richards choke slamming Johnny Storm while 
symbiote infected Ben Grimm was outside fighting the Avengers or something like that. Like, okay, it felt like a fever dream, which is why I'm having trouble (laughs) encapsulating it. Uh, That sounds fantastic, but it's very fun. I'm really enjoying it. And it's only five issues and issue five is coming out this week and it's going to be bittersweet. I'm going to miss it when it's gone. What about you, Mike? Uh, well, for me, I've got a, I've got a great book. But before we get into that, I do want to shout out our Discord or folks that are hanging out with us on Discord. Uh, they are picks for this week. Furret is picking the Bleach one shot that's coming out. I think this week or maybe came out this past week uh and danny is picking pennyworth number one although in the chat uh danny did say that he wanted to change his pick to the bleach one shot so i guess they're both picking the bleach one shot because uh who's who else is exciting about tight kubo having more more manga because i certainly am i'm also excited for that but it's not my pick for this week my pick for this week is the unbelievable unteens number one this is uh jeff lemire and tyler crook it's a story about a comic book creator who's creation comes to life at a comic book convention and uh things are gonna get weird because sure let's just get a thousand percent meta i'm fine with that uh more so than the black hammer series did on its own so i don't know why this book needs to take place in the black hammer universe but it has like the black hammer universe like title across the top so i'm interested in what is being offered here that being said um i'm mostly buying this book just because i want more tyler crook art in my life uh, if you didn't get a chance to read the Dr. Weird miniseries that uh, Tyler Crook did with Jeff Lemire, highly recommend it, if only because it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the story is okay, but the art is unfucking believable And it's it's probably one of the best looking books in the entire Black Hammer run, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, but my pick this week is The Unbelievable Unteens, number one. That looks exciting. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, though. When we come back, we're going to be talking about spoilers. I think I titled this on our Discord, uh, The Spoils of Spoiling Spoilers, but I think <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more than just that. So we'll be back in just a second. Do you want to explore the multiverse? What if you had your very own device that could allow you to do just that? Where would you go? What would you find? These are the kinds of questions that await Fletcher Cross in the hot new comic anthology Fletcher Cross The Multiverse Awaits. You can back this awesome book at bit.ly slash Fletcher Cross. When the arrogant engineer Fletcher Cross steals his greatest invention, the Dimensionalizer, things go haywire quickly as Fletcher finds himself lost within the expanse of the multiverse with no way home. Edited by Kyler Morell and Derek Crow, with wonderful and exciting stories by 26 different artists and writers, this anthology weaves 18 different tales while also telling a single narrative that sees Fletcher be changed by his experiences. Back Fletcher Cross, the multiverse awaits on Kickstarter today, and you can get over 120 pages of stunning storytelling and art, as well as other reward tiers for comic lovers and comic creators. Back this book now at bit.ly slash Fletcher Cross. Hey, I read comic books audience. This is Anthony Desiato. I directed the My Comic Shop Country documentary film, and now I host a podcast called Digging for Kryptonite. Digging for Kryptonite explores the creative visions that have shaped Superman across time and media. We recently spent three episodes on the pre-crisis version of the character, and coming up we have a six-part event that will explore the John Byrne era and the years leading up to and including the death and return of Superman, which is how I got my start as a Superman fan and as a comics reader generally. The show comes out every other Wednesday and is available on all major podcast platforms. I hope you will check out Digging for Kryptonite. Thank you.
for our show this week, we are talking about spoilers, uh, just in general, just the idea of spoilers, how we feel about spoilers, what we like, what we don't like about spoilers. Um, and But before I get into that, I do want to say we have an IRCB movie club coming up at the end of this month, and I don't really talk about that show enough on this like public show, um, but it's a thing that Brian, Paul, and I have been doing for, I think, seven episodes. This will be the seventh episode uh, where we're going to be talking about My Friend Dahmer. We talked about that for a minute earlier today, but... We're going to be discussing the film My Friend Dahmer and the comic that it is based on. And uh, it's a really great time. It's probably one of the most fun like series that we've just been doing on and off for uh, about two years now. It's it's really been great, just me, Paul, and Brian. So uh, if you get a chance, check out check it out on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash IRCB podcast, and you can listen to the back episodes. The last one we did, Josie and the Pussycats, we had Kara Shamborski show up. And it was a wild ride. Absolutely wild. Um, I didn't realize how formative that movie was for me. So go check that out and get ready. At the end of this month in August, we're going to be dropping the My Friend Dahmer episode. So get hyped. Uh, but yeah, let's go into spoilers. I guess that was a little bit of a spoiler. I'm sorry for the people at home. Spoilers for what's coming down the line on the Patreon feed. But uh, yeah, I, I thought about this topic for a little while. I was thinking, you know, spoilers are a thing they're you know any fiction any media whatever they're spoilers i know people that have that hate getting spoiled about sports they're like i don't want you to tell me who won the big basketball game i want to actually go home and watch the recording that i have at home um obviously in comics they drop on wednesday i'm i'm really curious to know what you guys think about spoilers in general um with that half finished thought in mind what are you guys like i guess do you have issues with spoilers do you do you like spoilers are you the type of person that like even if something gets spoiled you don't really care because you want to experience it yourself um what are your thoughts i guess we'll start with you brian i have a very specific definition of like what a spoiler is to me okay okay because in my mind a, a spoiler is something plot or story related that is revealed before you you watch the movie mm-hmm. and i guess i should say right now like we're gonna be having a discussion about spoilers there's a pretty good chance we might drop some spoilers yeah in this conversation <laughs> okay this is true like I, I tried to make sure in my notes that like i didn't spoil anything that's more recent than like two years ago two years ago but well, brian in your notes you actually just wrote the word rosebud over and over and over <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rosebud's the sled, by the way. Oh, Brian! <laughs> it's fine, the movie sucks, save your time. Uh, I just I just say that to get the film majors riled up. Yeah, please, please. But to go, to go back to our topic, like, the, the kind of example I have in mind is, like, if somebody says, like, you know, I just watched Ant-Man and Luis is so funny. Like, that's, that's not a spoiler. That doesn't, sure. like, reveal anything right. to me. But if someone's like, Oh man, can you believe we got dusted at the end of Infinity War? Like, I I would have like thrown hands <laughs> in that yeah, situation, yeah. and that was tough to avoid. Let me tell you, people were excited to talk about that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean that that definition I think is is pretty standard. I mean, I know some folks that are just like, I don't want to know anything about this movie or this TV show. Like, don't tell me anything. I want to take it all in. Like on my own without any inter you know influence or anything and i i get that to a certain point you know like i feel like reading comic reviews even that are spoiler free but with a rating on them kind of can influence my my view of a book or it can set me up with maybe some unnecessary expectations um but again is that a spoiler or is that just my my own processing like review meta the commentary on top of, of reading fiction um you know so yeah <laughs> Go ahead, i Kate. definitely like 
I could see where you like not want to go into things like totally blind and I get that but I don't think of that as spoilers I definitely have the same idea in my head of them as Brian was saying of like some plot major plot points that are you know supposed to be hidden and now you know them in advance like you uh find out that the boy sees dead people right like you know like it's that kind of stuff sure and Danny mentioned in the chat right at the start of this segment that he said, I hate spoilers when they come from a place of evil, when you spoil stuff for clout or to be gatekeeping or just be to be an asshole. And I'm mm-hmm, like, yes, mm-hmm. that is exactly like, that's like half my notes for this episode are my experiences <laughs> with shitty comics boys in college using it as like a gatekeeping and bullshit thing because they were throwing huge amount of monies on comics when most of us could were reading from the library because college like who has tons of money for floppies in college right so yeah, mike who spends a lot of money on floppies in college i don't i um listen i went to school <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so i like at the time so when i was in college and i was doing comic book club and stuff like that i like had an you know how there's like not necessarily popular kids, but kids with more social power in a group, right? Maybe sure, they're just louder. Sure. Maybe people just don't like saying no to them. I think it was more that people were more intimidated by the two specific people I have in mind. One was coming to the club. The other was like a uh, gaming club. But in both cases, it was just like, well, if that's what people say, because I hadn't really worried about it until college because I wasn't reading comics before college. And what I did consume Um, in media like tv and movies at that point we didn't have like streaming and stuff so you'd constantly see like a preview for next week when you hadn't seen last week and stuff Mm -hmm. like that on tv or things out of order because they're reruns and stuff like that and i was always behind on movies and everything so like i didn't worry about it for that and then books like i had a good group of nerd friends they weren't about to tell me uh the spoilers to lord of the rings i would have been upset if it happened but it just like never came up because people were cool uh <laughs> so like well, i got to college like- and they're like oh here's the thing if you if it's been out for a month you're allowed to like talk all about it and blah blah blah. even though you know that other people and even if people would say hey i'm going to read that still please don't say anything and I was just like, well, if that's how it works, I guess. I mean, it sucks because the trade doesn't come out like in a month from a single issue. Right. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, so what ended up happening is during that those years, I just had because they're TC fanboys. I'm just saying DC fanboys. There's a type, Uh-oh. not like it's not all DC fanboys. It is a segment. And not just <laughs> DC fanboys. <laughs> yeah. OK, no, it's not. It's not just DC. Um, but yeah. no one was out here being like a weird gatekeepering jerk about image, let's say. <laughs> sure. But that's like, because there's no one reading image comics is like, please just be the one other person that I know that's yeah. reading Wicked and Divine, please. <laughs> well, this is also during the era of like Walking Dead being huge. So I yeah. guess there was yeah, no that's like, true. but no. So like multiple DC character deaths got spoiled for me and uh, like major plot points in that like DC universe when I was actually reading that stuff and Mm -hmm. because i was both trade waiting but also waiting for the trade to show up at my local library and media my hands on it so i was you know behind and it was very much that like dana was saying that the gatekeepy way of like well you're not a real comics fan if you're not you know reading it you know right when it comes out and uh dropping all this money on it and like in retrospect like years later i found out um like one of them's grandma paid for all his comics 
And I was like, I'm sorry, oh, what? Boy. Like 200 some a month and then shipped them to him from like his hometown. And then the other was took out huge student loans, like ended up failing out of school and was spending his loans on living the high life that, you know, getting all the comics and newest video games and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, OK. And so like once I like there was kind of that like, oh, actually, you know, kind of get it out of that circle. I'm like, that's that's just a jerk move. That's just bullshit. Like, right. It's it's that side of like toxic comics stuff in general. I think you get yeah. this with media in general where oh, there yeah. are people video that, games has the same people. Sure. And there's just like a snobbery, like a lording over people mm-hmm. to be like, I know more than you. And it's, you know, it's it's the it's the same bullying tactics that people have used for years is just transferred into a different way of like a, a sense of insecurity. Like and right. I say this is someone like I recognize that in myself at some point, you know, of just being like, I need to know all the things I'm going to be an asshole to people who don't know that. Um, and then you come to find that like that's not the way to make friends and that's not the way to actually establish good relationships with people in general. I, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, those people grew out of that because how many years ago that happened. But um, still, yeah, I understand that mentality. And it's it's hard to break, I will say. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I'll fully admit, like, I, I think that I had that for a little while with some people. But then I also had the desperation of, please, God, someone else that I know read comics so I can yeah. talk about it. And now you guys are here. So thanks. Well, and that's uh, <laughs> where I've ended up is like after college is when I became friends with you guys, like right after And our friend group, I deeply appreciate the way that we do it, where you just ask first. If someone says they're planning to read or watch a thing and would prefer no spoilers, we just respect them. Like, yeah, okay. And just don't be a jerk. So, like, you, the last time I remember this coming up is, like, you and Xander wanted to talk, like, stuff that happens in The Expanse. Mm. And it was like, oh, yeah, I actually, that's, like, on my queue as the next thing to watch after I finish Battlestar Galactica. I'm slow to get to all of these things because grad school is uh, the whole thing. But, uh, and actually, I watched the pilot last night, um, but that's not a whole other story. But, yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, you know, just talk when the person isn't there about it. Or talk in generalities that, like, don't spoil stuff. I feel like that is very much of a, just like a more adult way of interacting and like being respectful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which kind of brings me to the point of like uh that i've been thinking about is the have you ever had something seriously spoiled for you and like <laughs> what was what was it and how did you react to it uh which i mean i don't know brian i i've i i'm curious to know if you're because i think you and i have the same thing yeah, that was like I've... the big the big spoiler moment for us yeah, I, I think that, uh, and again, you know, spoilers for a 12-year-old book or whatever, uh, but when Harry Potter 6 came out and mm-hmm. everybody found out that Dumbledore dies at the end, uh, <gasps> like, if if I had been a couple years younger or older or, I don't know, if I had been more online, I guess that's what I'm trying to get to, Yeah, then that definitely would have been a huge spoiler for me and i would have been livid mm-hmm. um as it was i was like a lonely nerd reading these books by myself like i i think i remember seeing something about that but it's it's been long enough that i can't really remember my big childhood mm-hmm. spoiler was my little sister because that's how little sisters are and i mean probably just siblings but like so when the harry potter books would come out we would buy two copies so that we would read them at the same time <laughs> because no yeah, way was yeah. i letting her spoil shit you know like yeah i i 
the only reason I wanted to, I was asking Brian about this is because he said to Harry Potter six, my, and my thought first thought was Harry Potter six, I think was the first big thing that I ever felt truly spoiled for. Like I went to the midnight release of Harry Potter at, at you know, Harry Potter six at Barnes and Noble. Yep. I waited in line, hung out with my friends and we were like super amped to get this book. I get the book. I come home. I start reading from the minute I get home until I'm ready to go to bed. And of course, the last thing I do is I get online no. because my, because and the, the, hear me out this is this is this is yeah, ridiculous yeah um so i get online and it's not like i had facebook or reddit or anything i was just online doing whatever i did online at four in the morning when we had dial up and it was the only time i could freely use the internet without someone asking me to stop and out of the blue this guy that i knew from college or from high school sends me a message and he goes hey mike what's up and i'm like oh nothing it's really late i'm about to go to bed and he's like oh cool page 626 and I was like, what? He's like, you bought the Harry Potter book, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, page 626. That happens. And I said, I said, what are you fucking talking about? I had read half the book at this point. No, what a and he just, he just he said that. And then he, I said, what are you talking about? And he says, see ya. And then just signed offline. What? <laughs> like he straight up gave me the full spoiler and everything. And I was like, are you, I was, I was oh so God. livid. And it was, and if you remember after this time, right, there was, um, there was stories on the news about people driving by Harry Potter release parties and just screaming the big spoiler at the end of that. Like, I don't know if you, I, I just remember this being such a thing and I remember being just fucking livid about it. Now, I'm sure, I don't know if this thing, this kind of stuff happens anymore. I feel like there's so much media out there that it's hard to gauge what you could spoil for people to to make them feel bad and again what is the mentality of this kind of yeah. this kind of thing but at the sa- same time it's not like you can walk up into a convention and be like you know blah 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 some big spoiler for game of thrones and half the people are gonna go yeah i read the books screw you you know like n- no one yeah. cares i guess there's not like an easy way to necessarily do that um plus it's usually re- like regarded as just a bad thing to do and it's very few people that even want to do it so right. I, I feel like the mentality of this has gone away because I, I on the for the most part I feel like a lot of people are pretty at least honest with like hey I'm going to spoil this thing at, at least in my feeds on the internet I do wonder how much of it has gone away versus we're just not interacting with teenage boys anymore like mm, I do mm. wonder if we were interacting with a bunch of like 17 <laughs> year olds if it's still a thing. I don't actually know. Yeah. The things for me recently have all been like from the internet, even like obviously like when Game of Thrones was a thing each week, I like would fully not go on social media like Twitter and stuff like that and Reddit sure. until after I'd watched the episode because they're just rampant with those. But even without that, I had some um, major spoilers for that show come up when you know how like if you don't turn them off, a lot of um, internet browsers will have like suggested news articles like right on the search page, uh-huh. like yeah. below the yeah. bar. Oh, mine opens to a blank tab on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I have since changed it to after a major character death spoiler in Game of Thrones. Uh, when I just like opened fucking Google Chrome and there it was like a big headline about it. And I was like, are you serious right, right now? Right. And then like, um, so I think that is like the just internet writ large is where I see them now. And it only comes up when it's like big cultural things like that. I don't really know how you describe it, but like the phenomena type stuff where it's like, oh, everybody was watching Game of Thrones. And so then it's like a big thing every time yeah. um, versus like right now, I really don't feel like I have anything like that. 
Um, the last one I remember, honestly, was Tiger King, where everyone was talking about that. And that was sure. what start of last summer. So you really got to be careful with the with these Marvel shows. Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like I missed an episode or two of Loki and I didn't see any spoilers. I, haven't I, I think I'm just fortunate. I think I'm just lucky. I'm just so lucky. I don't know why. Yeah. I remember when WandaVision was coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, which, if you don't know, the way Disney Plus does things is they release their their shows at midnight Pacific time. So that's three in the morning Eastern. So I got up for work at like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, time to check Twitter, like I always do. And there's WandaVision spoilers for the thing that came out four yeah. hours ago. Ugh. I'm just like, can't you just give me the the day? Like, yeah. give me 24 hours at least. Well, it was it was so bizarre, though, when, when Mandalorian came out. I feel like there was a 24-hour oh, breathing one. period right. for the first episode. You're right. Right? That, that big, big, huge spoiler in the first episode of Mandalorian, I feel like there was... Out, there was a breathing room. like people were drastically going out of their way like showrunners saying like hey can we give people a day to watch this thing before we yeah. start to make the memes and all that stuff so i don't know well and i feel like news sites have gotten slightly better about it too or at least like slightly more aware of like what they put in just their titles so that like even if you don't click it you see see that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. at least it seems better to me or i'm just not running across it um but the do you guys ever do some of the stuff? I know some people go like really into it where they're blocking certain hashtags and certain keywords and stuff like that when they're trying to avoid spoilers online. Do you guys do any of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I seems got, like a lot of work. Yeah, that's where I, I'm at. <laughs> I got, I mean, on Twitter, I, I blocked like when the Star Wars, the Star Wars movies were coming out, Last Jedi and for Rise of Skywalker, you know, for whatever Rise of Skywalker was. I still block like Star Wars, Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Ray, all that stuff um, because I just didn't want to see anybody talk about it. I didn't want any reaction because I wasn't going to go see it immediately and so on and so forth. And so like I I just didn't want to hear anything about it. And the same thing with Mandalorian, I think when it first came out and Endgame and Infinity War, I think I blocked a lot of those hashtags and mm-hmm. character names um, just for like seven days just to like okay. get them on my thing because the Twitter hat like muting features actually a little smart and that you could be like block this forever block it temporarily you know yada and stuff like that so um yeah i do do that i guess is the short answer there yeah yeah i i try to just be quick on getting on stuff even though like i shouldn't have to like yeah. that that's yeah. not my responsibility yeah but i i most things that i'm excited about i'm gonna consume within like 24 48 hours of their release if i mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. so i i worry i worry less about that it's it's easy for me to just like i don't know not read twitter as closely i've, I've gotten really good at just like skimming over things mm-hmm. so as soon as i see like <laughs> yeah. something something star wars i can immediately just like shut my brain off until that's off my screen right 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 i just have not been using twitter in a long time so I mean that's the healthy us. thing to do, but yeah, that's not Kate's where the I'm at. Smartest in, my in the life. bunch but here. I do, but see, I do end up on Reddit front page and stuff. Like I just get get spoiled elsewhere, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I because we, we talked a little bit about like the 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 malicious asshole spoiler brigade yeah. of mm-hmm. people like intentionally trying to spoil. I do think that that is like less common now, but what is a lot more common is this idea and 
any any little brothers out there you're gonna know what i'm talking about <laughs> this uh i'm just gonna swing my arms and if you get hit it's your fault yep yep uh, exactly concept of like <laughs> it's not my responsibility to make sure you get you don't get spoiled so i'm gonna post every thought that farts into my head about mm-hmm. this new thing because it's very important the entire world knows what i think sure and if you happen to get spoiled well then you shouldn't be online you you big baby <laughs> mm. yep well and it's it's weird because I, I i think i do see that probably more often and i feel like there is a i i feel like people also do that but with the with the explicit action of like adding a hashtag where they're like hey if you don't want to see this i'm gonna post it but i'm gonna be using this hashtag so mute this hashtag and again i'm, I'm speaking mostly from a twitter perspective yeah. because i feel like when you're on like reddit and stuff most fan oriented subreddits are like if you don't spoil this shit we'll ban you you know like because th- they understand like the the problems mm-hmm. that can arise when there's assholes on their subreddit yeah so, they'll have like uh, a pinned spoilers discussion or something right, like that exactly exactly but yeah like twitter i feel like there are a lot of people who are just like if you get spoiled it's too bad so block this hashtag it's like well i didn't even know that that hashtag existed right. until i saw your spoiler tweets so like thanks jason or whatever you know <laughs> whatever name out there um but sorry all the jasons out there i really apologize for that um but yeah i i, I get what you're saying is what i'm going i'm getting at yeah and like it's it's also i i do think that it's possible for spoilers to come just from a place of innocence like i think that because there are, there are some things that i would not consider a spoiler that other people do yeah or just thinking that the person has already seen or watched it i feel like it's so easy online like you're talking about with the pinned like threads and stuff most things let you have a side conversation with the like we use telegram for our friends so just start a separate chat for everyone who's watched the thing or we did like with the mandalorian a lot of like okay uh everyone watch it by this day and then we'll talk about it in here or mute the chat if you haven't by then you know like it right the technology does make it easy to do that stuff. So it's not saying like, don't talk about it at all. It's just saying like, don't talk about it in the public sphere where everyone can, you know. Yeah. Well, especially like with social media getting more and more algorithmically driven, Mm -hmm. it's becoming harder and harder to avoid that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I'll use TikTok for an example. Like, they know that I like a lot of Star Wars content. So if a new yeah. Star Wars thing is coming out and people are talking about it, that is going to get onto my TikTok for yeah, you Yeah, and page. I have no idea mm-hmm. how to block anything on there. TikTok is just yeah. whatever they decide to stream directly into my eyeballs, and I just have zero control. <laughs> it's truly like with how they feed geese for foie gras. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just this this feed tube of memes and garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but what what you were saying before, Brian, about like not like unintentionally spoiling. Yeah, like there was a a thing that I saw. God, I think it was probably a TikTok again. Right. It was like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it was like a clip from the show. But having watched it, I was like, there's nothing plot relevant in this. It's just Mm -hmm. Sam and Bucky being goofy for a second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I shared that, not considering that other people might think of that as a spoiler. Uh, so that's, you know, like, I, I understand that sometimes you slip up and you spoil something for people. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. make you a bad person. Yeah. You know, the important thing is to go, oh, shit, I'm sorry, and try not to do it again. 
this reminds me of that episode of IT Crowd where like the spoiler isn't that the actual like plot point, the spoiler that Roy gets is that there is a twist. And, <laughs> and then he's really <laughs> upset mean- <laughs> because once he knows there is a twist, he's like, thinking about it the whole time about like this is what's gonna like it's just like uh i mean i can understand that yeah. though because i think like i said you know at the at the top of the the topic i i said you know when when it comes to like reviews sometimes that can skew my perception oh, of things. For sure. so like what, yeah if someone tells me that like the beach that makes you old has a twist in it um i'm i'm gonna be looking for the twist the entire time i mean th- that's a, a bad joke about that night Shyamalan movie that's coming out but you know i think after <laughs> after we all saw sixth sense and like spoilers if you haven't seen Sixth Sense or haven't already had it spoiled but you know the big plot reveal at the end that like oh shit Bruce Willis was the dead guy uh or was dead I mean like we're always looking for those types of wild twists because M. Night Shyamalan has done something to society like I don't know what he did or who he paid to become that influential in the world but um you know it's 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 wild and I think we're all looking at that and so as soon as someone says oh there's a twist in this movie you won't see coming and you know we say that I say that in comics all the time too like there's a twist in this that made it really interesting um I I see, part of me worries that's does not that a have spoiler sp- for me but it definitely sure, but could I mean, be for some people right but does that skew someone's perception of a book when they sit down and go oh what's the twist going totally to be in this changes book and they the way you read it yeah and in the exactly, same way exactly. even just seeing like the rating for a movie on you know Rotten Tomatoes before I see it off will like I'm sure just subconsciously change a little bit of how I view it. Sure. Sure. So like I recently watched the wonder woman sequel for the first time uh, Mm -hmm. and had heard lots before that, that it was not good. And sure. And I don't know. The thing is, is I I think I would have not enjoyed it anyway. (laughs) So I like (laughs) lowered the expectations, you know, in, in an appropriate amount. Um, which is why that kind of thing doesn't bother me per se. Although I will say I don't read reviews of stuff that I haven't like that I'm going to read or watch or whatever, unless it's from a source that I am confident isn't going to do the BS where they're like, this review is actually just a synopsis of everything in it. Um, which is another thing Danny mentioned is like, yes, I hate that so much. And there's certain news outlets that are really good about not doing that. And I'm going to like, be a dork here but npr does great book reviews and stuff like that where they like i mean they're a professional organization you know (laughs) yeah they do they do a good job uh so i trust them but npr is more responsible than some hotshot dickhead who's just posting about comic books online yeah advice or something yeah (laughs) um well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like, you know, clearly we've talked about spoilers over a, a long period of our, our lives. I mean, like, do you think as you guys have gotten older that your approach or your feelings on spoilers have changed, like for the better, for the worse? Are you more strict or are you less strict or do you just have you built up habits to try to just avoid spoilers in general? You know, like not opening the Reddit front page when you know there's a big release of something or something along those lines. Like everything else in my life, I think I'm just getting old and tired. <laughs> okay okay because like, i i don't like i don't get as mad about spoilers as i used to it's just that that moment of like i'll open twitter and be like come on man yeah i was gonna brian watch that opens, this afternoon brian opens twitter it's like oh my knees hurt <laughs> yeah yeah when it's my knees hurt i can i can tell that spo- there are spoilers on my feed <laughs> right in nine hours i will be spoiled for the next loki episode yeah i well like we were talking about my view definitely changed when i got outside of that those groups in college and was just like oh actually that was just those guys being like 
pretentious jerks and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not the way I want to be or the kind of friends that I want to have and um, have kind of stuck it the way we do it ever since of, you know, just being polite about it. Um, And I definitely, yeah, I just, because I don't mess with filters and stuff, if there's something big, like when we were all watching Game of Thrones, you know, last season or whatever, I just don't open, like you were saying, front page and stuff like that. Um, I do still go on like my very specific subreddits that like are talking about a specific, completely different thing than that. And just like fingers crossed that no one mentions it. Uh, which has only not worked out for me once. And it was a really mild thing that was like one of those things that like you could kind of see coming in other episodes. And it was just like, oh, well, that definitely happens. Um, So, yeah. Are you telling me like you went to like a Pokemon subreddit and someone spoiled like The Walking Dead? Like, (laughs) is it that kind of like (laughs) these things shouldn't be related? It was uh, um, spoilers for Game of Thrones. It was a dragon death and it was on a diet and health subreddit for like getting in shape it was like you bitch you skinny bitch how dare you <laughs> i see okay okay that you know weird but you know what i it, it is the internet it is the internet it's so you true. know anything's possible it's completely true yeah um one, one of the things that i i've noticed as i've gotten older and I, just after reading comic books for so long is that a lot of the spoilers in big two comics don't really affect me anymore i think with the exception of Hoxpox, um i feel like big two spoilers don't really matter to me because they aren't long lasting yeah you know um like there's you, nothing you that saying characters done... don't stay dead well yeah i mean like characters dying or characters changing or just you know having different motives or suddenly they're the bad guy suddenly they're the good guy like none of that none of that stuff really bothers me and i i, I see it from time to time but i also feel like the comic book world that i'm i'm following on on the internet is not the same as it was you know like six seven eight years ago where people are out there spoiling things constantly or if i do see something like again i I think fur made a really interesting point earlier saying that like i don't care if you spoil something that i'm not following but as soon as i start to follow it i would prefer if you didn't tell me that like what's going to happen or talk about the plot with me because because at the time like if you don't really care like it doesn't matter if someone's if someone spoils a tv show for me that i'm not watching like if you tell me what happens at the end of super store like that's fine okay you know whatever but if i start watching it don't don't tell me about it i totally agree with I, that. yeah i only care if it's like on my to watch or to read pile like there's so mm-hmm. many things that like i mean you guys talk all the time about like avatar the last airbender and stuff and i'm like i'm never gonna make it to the end of that show i don't care mm. but it's really good and you should <laughs> i keep trying okay i keep trying and same with like some other stuff like that that yet yeah, But I think the other thing that's changed for me as I just got like, I don't know, more confident in like, yes, my way is the right way is I will at work preemptively, like when someone starts talking about things, like because we uh, pre pandemic, I was in an open office um, set up in Grand Rapids. And then when I moved to do like PhD here, it is a uh, slightly less open in the sense that we have cubicle walls, but they're like those half walls. So sure, uh, sure. if two people are talking, you can definitely hear them. And so you'd come in, uh, you know, we all roll in at what, like 10 a.m. because no one gets up in the morning. And then mm-hmm. uh, people start talking about last night's thing, blah, blah, blah. And I will just preemptively like, I haven't seen it yet. Please don't spoil it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, don't talk about it. But like, so jumping in is, I guess, a new thing for me in the sense mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. the last few years. Um, 
particularly because I'm around people who I know would not want to spoil it for me. I don't think I'd do that if I was just around like general people, but like, right. I know you guys and my friends here, like you'd do the, Oh no, I stepped on your toes. I'm so sorry. Like, so like being in advance, like, Hey, that's my toe. <laughs> no, back up. Hey, my toes here. My toes don't here. Don't sandals. Everybody be careful. That's right. Get your stompy <laughs> cowboy boots away from them. Uh, right. yeah. So we definitely They're do that, horns, especially because it turns out there's like, um, you'll be shocked to hear a really, really big overlap between people who work in computer science research and people who are really into sci-fi fantasy and comics. Uh, huh, I, so who would have guessed? That. Who would have guessed? Um, I don't believe it. Bunch of freaking nerds. And so we all end up reading like the same books as they're coming out and um, a fair amount of like the same comics and stuff. So, mm. yeah. 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 I, the most recent one has been screaming no spoilers for the new Andy Weir book um, because I have not read Hail Mary Ooh. yet. And there's. I, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, feel free to spoil it right here's now. Here's my toe. Here's my toe. <laughs> right here, Brian. I dare you. you know? <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess well, I mean, I, I, we went through a lot of the notes and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys had any last last thoughts about spoilers before we wrap up here. Um, I, I, I certainly don't impose my limit, my time limit on other people, but I do kind of accept like a month as my my spoiler cap. Like, if something came out a month ago and I still haven't gotten to it, and I get right. spoiled online about it, at, at that point, I'm not super mad anymore. Yeah, sure. for the internet, sure. I'm not. The thing for me it would be like if I said, hey, like this would come up in that college. If I like, did hey. actually spoil Hail Mary. Well, that, but like, yeah, like, oh, this came out a month ago. And you're like, hey, I'm going to read that, please. You know, like, and like, well, you should have already. And so they just then continue the conversation. And you're like, sure. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm required to be here at this thing. Like, I like you can't even just leave. So I think that would still makes me upset. But like, yeah, just being online, that's like just a fact of life at this point i think yeah well cool i mean I, well thanks for the conversation today guys thanks uh danny and Ferd for hanging out with us in the chat and contributing we really appreciate it um uh, just to wrap up here you know i'm gonna start doing this thing where I give you guys a heads up about what's coming out with new episodes the next episode next week so next week is a the topic is i'll buy that for a dollar and talking about comics after you've dug through the dink the dollar bin finding cheap comics that are not free and talking about them uh me and nick and paul are going to be talking about that next week so look forward to that um you can follow us all on twitter you can follow brian at brian head you can follow me at mike rapid and you can follow the show at ircb podcast on twitter and instagram this episode first aired on patreon that is possible because of our wonderful patrons you can join today for exclusive series like the ircb movie club saga of saga giant days of our lives and more you can join now at patreon.com slash ircb podcast and if you haven't already, please rate view our show. Give us five stars. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll really help us spread the word about IRCP. You can also join the IRCB Discord community to chat comics and more and listen to our episodes live as we record at ircbpodcast.com backslash discord. And it would also help us a lot if you tell your friends or your local comic shop about the show. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. We can't thank them enough. Xander is the cool guy who makes this show sound great. And, you know, he's just a fun person to talk to. Uh, I want to say thanks again to Brian and Kate. And thanks to Danny and Fur for hanging out with us recording live. Uh, Thanks to everyone out there who listens to the show. You are wonderful human beings. And we appreciate you so much. Until next time. Comics are good. And so are you.
of thoughts on that. I don't know why I feel so attached to it, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you got listen, us there for it. Listen for it. Hey, hey, Kate. I I have returned. Okay. Um, I am here. Yep. I'm pretty sure whoever started this like like urban myth that eating a handful of almonds is like a great and filling snack. Um, it's like a practical joke that they were trying to play on me. And <laughs> Cut their pinkies off. <laughs> it's such bullshit. 12 almonds is not, does not do it for me. And so I just did that. I had my sad diet 12 almonds for my snack. Have you, have I you tried it. 13 almonds? Cause I hear that that's the, <laughs> I, you know what? But that's the devil's number, Michael. <laughs> oh shit. How you summon nuts, Satan? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Would you say that's the devil's nuts? We are not doing phrasing today at all. Um, that's the kind of content you only get on a live show. <laughs> like Xander's not putting this in. Xander, no. I challenge you to put this in. Put this in, Xander. <laughs> put in, put in nut Satan. I dare you. Uh, show title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 